Hi, welcome to the Healthy Moms Podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com. This episode is brought to you by two companies that I absolutely love and whose products I use all the time. The first is Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, which is the only USDA certified grass-fed bone broth made with organic ingredients. And their broth is made with bones from grass-fed, pasture-raised, antibiotic, and hormone-free cows, and it's also delicious. The best part is it's non-perishable, so it's available in many stores, but it can also be shipped anywhere in the U.S. without refrigeration, which makes shipping less expensive and more environmentally friendly. The second company is Thrive Market, which is a hybrid of Whole Foods, Amazon, and Costco. And what I mean by that is it has a membership fee like Costco to let you into the low prices. Then it has its online like Amazon, and it carries natural products like Whole Foods. And if you live in a real food desert like I do, where it's hard to find many specialty items, Thrive Market may be your answer. So check both of those out in the show notes for today's episode. And without further ado, on to today's episode. Welcome to the Healthy Moms Podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com, and I'm so excited today because I get to introduce my co-host for the first time, and she is my favorite person in the planet, and she also has an amazing blog and has so much knowledge on so many really awesome topics that I think this is going to be really fun, Um, but also just because she's my favorite person to talk to about health stuff, and so we're going to let you guys into the conversation, and if you guys don't know who it is, it's Heather from mommypotamus.com. She's amazing. If you haven't checked out her blog, you need to. Um, but it's going to be so much fun to chat with her today. Oh gosh, with an intro like that, I think it can only go downhill from here. <laughs> I don't know if I can meet those expectations, but I'm really glad to be here. It's going to be fun. And you, we're probably going to be awkward for like two minutes because we don't normally record our conversations. No. But then hopefully we'll uh, get in the groove. And we also just said, so we're coming to you from a sauna because we both sauna and we thought it would be fun and also limit our talking if we, because you can only stay in a sauna so long. That's right. Um, to keep us from going on forever. But so we're coming from the sauna. So this is sauna cast episode one. We were just saying we should also maybe do a wine cast in between. Um, which could also lead to fun conversations. Super fun conversations. <laughs> so if you guys are listening to this, then it is the beginning of the year in 2017. So I thought it'd be fun to jump in and just talk about Christmas because we just got through Christmas. And I know, um, Heather, you and I are on the same page a lot about Christmas. Yeah. And giving experiences. So do you want to talk about what your family did this year? Sure. So, well, we live in a very small house since we moved to the country bought a really small farmhouse. And so it was, I, I conmaried, um, my house a couple of years ago and I did keep my, my, um, iron, even though it does not bring me joy along with a lot of other things that don't bring me joy. But, um, that whole experience in living in a small house has been really amazing because we learned, um, how much stuff was affecting our daily life, just kind of cluttering, not just our rooms, but like our thoughts, because there was so much effort to maintain things. So with our kids, even when we're giving them gifts, we really try to focus on experiential gifts and gifts that build skills. Um, so like, for example, this year we gave our kids archery sets, so they're going to be use, learning archery. And may, that may not be like a lifelong skill, that they necessarily need. But I think the really cool thing about um, those kinds of gifts is that you begin to give them this 
skill of acquiring skills. So like we never really know, I, at least as a parent, I don't feel like I know how to prepare my kids for what's coming because the world keeps like changing and then you figure it out and then it changes again. And so I don't really know what skill to give them uh, to get them prepared for the future. Um, and so I've really focused on just helping them acquire whatever it is they need. So, you know, in that sense, archery is just as good as just about anything else. Although there are some essentials like cooking that we're also focusing on. Um, and so most of our gifts were like that. So like archery set, sewing, and um, like music and stuff like that. So things that they can take with them, um, skills that they can build into experiences. And also, I mean, like music is amazing because we'll be doing like little family music things. I won't sing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't sing either. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. I think you said that today earlier and that's an amazing point about teaching them to learn new skills. Yeah. Cause I had never thought about that, but that's probably at least from my own childhood. One of the things I'm most grateful for that my parents did was Mm -hmm. like, let me have the freedom to learn new skills and to learn that I could learn new skills. And you said your mom did that also with you. Yeah, she really did. She modeled that. She was very much like it never occurred to her that there was something that she couldn't figure out if she needed to. And I loved I loved growing up in that and, and having that model for me. So what did you guys do for Christmas? Yeah, similar. So I know we'll link to it. I know you and I both have been checking out Udemy yeah. for all the courses because it's amazing. Like you can find top-notch people in almost anything that teach courses on it. Mm-hmm. So in the last year, we've done, as a family, like um, learning how to solve Rubik's Cubes and learning. There's a really fun one on chess. Um, That was fun to learn. And our kids are doing ones on coding. And so, like, finding things that are supportive of that. So for my son, he's really getting into robotics. And so there's a a robot set that you can program with a computer. So it's a very hands-on way to learn programming languages um, and things like that. And then we have talked about getting into the archery. I think we're going to wait until the kids are a little older just because our younger couple tend to be a little <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a loose gun right there. Um, but the older ones would love that. And and also just, um, so my husband is really into camping and outdoorsy stuff. Mm-hmm. So from him, all the kids got a, like a legit backpacking backpack that they could take when they travel, but filled with outdoorsy camping stuff and everything from compasses to like a lantern or uh, emergency blankets and all the things they might need. Mm-hmm. And um, so he even last year did a trip with them where they stayed out in the woods for a few days with no tent and no um, electricity, no water. They like cleaned water from a river to drink it. Like they caught a rabbit and ate it. It was very much, and that's their type of thing. And did you stay home with the baby and snuggle while they were doing this? Absolutely. Although we did go visit. I took the little kids to visit during the day, but uh, yeah, I wasn't going to try to sleep in a makeshift pine straw tent with a baby. No, no. When you have a baby, you just sleep when you can sleep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In fact, she slept almost 10 hours last night by herself, and it was the first time that's happened. So I'm super energetic today. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You joke that we share our brain sometimes, but we actually did the robotics thing this year as well to work on coding. <laughs> And uh, I may have gotten that from your holiday gift guide, that idea. <laughs> awesome. But I think we're both we're both doing um, the digital photography one, too. Yes. My oldest daughter's doing that, and all of yours are doing that, right? Uh-huh. Well, no, my oldest, too. My youngest okay. son is napping. It's That's that's when we do most of our um, skill-building stuff. Um, the archery he's going to participate in. But most of it is a lot easier to work yeah. with just the older two. And you did it so awesome because you could wrap up 
like the keyboard for the music or the sewing machine for the sewing. Like you can wrap up the physical part of it. Right. And then the skill part, like actually keeps them interested in a Christmas gift all year, which how often does that happen? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited. I'm like, I think hopefully I can be consistent in keeping them consistent with it. But Mm -hmm. it's really, I don't, I feel like it's made my life easier actually because like with the digital photography, I gave them old cameras that we had that we weren't even using. And to them, it's the most amazing thing ever. Mm -hmm. And they're learning. And especially since we both blog, if we have kids that end up good at digital photography, how awesome would that be? Exactly. I know. Like with my daughter and we're working on skills in the kitchen and stuff. I'm like, she's my little sous chef now. She's helping me recipe test. and, And I love that. Oh, on that note, okay, so how much do you love the Kids Cook Real Food course from Katie Kimball? I am in love with that Absolutely course. do. You know, my kids, if you hear them, they'll, they actually like, what is the word? There's some phrases like up and over soldier and yes. stuff like that. But you'll see my, my nine-year-old works with my three-year-old. And I'll just catch them in the kitchen, like making a snack or something. And they're using those phrases because... You know, um, Katie's course is, it really does like stick in their heads. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, like you, you teach them once and you think that you're just going to have to going over it and going over it, but she's so good at what she does. She's like, I don't know. She just stays with them. And it has really, really been a good thing for our family. Like we've gone from those, fa- that family where you're like, you're letting your kids quote help you. Right. Like the air quote helping where you're like dying because you just want to get through dinner and like get everything um, you know, wrapped up for the day to where you're like just sort of sitting back and watching it kind of mostly unfold. And um, it's just really, really great. I love that class. Seriously, I, we both have been cooking for a long time. This is not, I would, I didn't think it was going to be new to me, but she teaches it in such a fun way that I'm enjoying the class. And like, I want to be in Mrs. Kimball's class. No kidding. Like I remember when Katie and I first met, I was afraid to uh, cut food in front of her because I had no knife skills. I mean, like (laughs) it was basically just hacking my food when no one was looking. Um, and so the the class has been really helpful <laughs> to me as well. And um, actually, this year I got to be a grown-up. I've had the same set of knives since I was a newlywed. And this year I finally upgraded to a set of real, like, awesome. professional knives. And um, so my dull knives were, uh, they were actually a little bit more dangerous because you really did have to hack things. Um, so this has been the year of just kind of, like, actually developing those skills and embracing them. And now my kids actually can use these super sharp professional knives in safe ways blows me away yeah that was amazing like I I think you saw when we were getting lunch ready a few minutes ago and our two daughters were cutting brussels sprouts and strawberries and like a decent amount of both of them and they Mm -hmm. just did it with sharp knives and yeah it was great and we were like just on on the other side of the kitchen like snuggling with the baby holding the babies and mostly just um helping the baby defy gravity who was throwing things on the floor and me taking them back (laughs) (laughs) the gravity game yep yeah, actually, that's a good point, too. So a friend of mine who has a bunch of kids, um, she made a great point about that because with one of my older kids, every time they would do that, I'd be like, oh, stop dropping things on the floor. She was like, you have to think about it from their perspective. They're learning about the world, and they're actually conducting an experiment about gravity, which is what they should be learning from that experiment. But all they're learning if you're getting mad is that this makes mom mad, and they're actually stunting their like ability to experiment. Mm-hmm. And so that really reframed for me of like trying to be patient with that and like... Even when they're, I feel kind of dumb, but my mom did this for me and I'm grateful. Like, even when they're little and like 10 months old, explaining like, look, that's gravity that makes it fall. And like, of course, they're not repeating that word, but it's like, 
those seeds are in there somewhere right. and it causes them to ask questions and to want to understand the world instead of just like, Oh, don't throw things on the floor. I know. I, somebody finally told me that. I think it was like, I was three babies in by the time <laughs> someone explained that to me, but they were like, you know, children are basically, uh, babies are like little scientists and they're just testing and experimenting. And, and I definitely see that now looking back and it's, it's really cute, but it's also cuter when it's your baby because it's your floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at night you sleep. That's right. That's right. I sleep. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So like, let's moving forward. So now it's the new year when people are hearing this for us. It's not quite yet, but, um, what are your goals or resolutions for next year? Oh, okay. So my not serious goals are things like stop spelling things in front of my kids because my kids can spell now. And I just need to really break that habit because they're figuring it all out. Um, and, uh, gosh, I don't know. I didn't prepare for that one. Oh, sorry. That was, yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't know. What, what are my goals? Um, well, I do have a super secret project that I haven't actually gone public with yet, but I'm in the middle of getting, uh, getting it ready and I can't wait to share it. So I don't know. Maybe that's a little too esoteric. Um, and then that's it. I can't say anything, but I can't wait to share your project either because it's awesome. <laughs> All right. So what are your goals? Let's deflect. So more family time because yeah. I'm inherently bad at that. Um, I've been trying to actually like really evaluate our family recently and I've realized, um, so we did the 23andMe testing. I know you guys have too. And it turns out my husband and I are both homozygous for the MAUE, which they call the warrior gene. Yep. Which um, means... Sorry, kids, they have all got it because we're <laughs> double for it. Um, but it makes it one of the things is it makes you very driven and very type A, which we certainly both are. And um, and so for a long time, we worked because we had to absolutely. And we still obviously do have to work. But um, when it was a point of like literally putting food on the table or not putting food on the table, right. we stayed up all night and worked and we worked constantly. And like um, we still were involved with our kids, but not to the level I would like us to be. Yeah. And so um, trying to make family time that doesn't involve work, like not just a family vacation, but a family vacation to Florida that doesn't involve us working three hours a day still. Um, and just really prioritizing that. Um, and also realizing both of our personalities, we don't like, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, but both of us don't like to, um, like to fail at things because the warrior gene, Mm -hmm. we have to win. And so in the past, my husband never liked to set goals because he felt like it was like, it's too high stakes. If you can lose, if you fail at a goal, you lose. Um, and whereas like, so we decided this year is going to be the year of experiments. We're not going to have goals where if you didn't, if you didn't accomplish it, it's bad. We're going to have experiments where like, let's see what the result is. And this is what we think, or like our hypothesis is going to be. But if it doesn't happen, we just learn from it. Yeah. And that has helped to like reframe it. Um, I really like that. That's really cool. Cause you are looking, I mean, we're all, we're all scientists, like not just babies. And if we look at it from the standpoint of experimenting and being willing to, maybe get a result that wasn't what we were going for, but you could always learn something. That's really, that's a cool way to frame it. And just reminded me of a goal I have. And that is since I do actually sit in the sauna, like almost every day, I've listened to every podcast I love (laughs) and I'm already done. And now I'm actually pouring through all my books. And so almost through with all of those that were on my list. And so I am going through uh, Carol Tuttle's book on uh, personality types for kids, like energy types. And I'm working to identify all of my kids' energy types. Because like you said, one of the things that I'm always trying to dial in, but especially this year, is like connecting with my kids. As they get older, they're becoming more and more their own people. And I'm trying to figure out how to help them be 
comfortable with who they really are. Cause I think all of us have gone through that journey where we try on different skins and we try to figure out how we fit into the world, what our skills are. And I'd like our, my kids to, to, I'd like to be able to honor what it is my kids are and help them build that mm-hmm. at an earlier age than it, you know, cause for a while I really fought my, my nerdy mm-hmm. introverted sciencey nature and really tried to be what I thought I was supposed to be. So I'm going to be going through that whole book. It's like um, my husband burned it onto DVD for me, or CD. It's like five CDs. So I'll be getting through that and trying to identify that with my kids and relate to them more more um, specifically than I have right now. It's kind of like that not blanket approach, but there's like three of them. There's one of me. You know, sometimes no, I just so do what true. I have to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like that kind of like optimizing motherhood because it's. I feel like with kids, it's like you figure one out and yes. you think you figured out motherhood and then you have another one and they're totally different and then you have to figure out motherhood all over again. Completely. And so now when you have like three or six, like you are parenting in six different ways. And, and then they change. They yeah. don't even stay the same people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that's given me a lot of grace for my own parents realizing that obviously parents do the best they can and that... Um, like obviously like my parents were so good in so many areas and the areas that I wish they had done differently it's just my personal opinion on these things and like giving them the grace of realizing they really were awesome parents too yes I've definitely had those moments where I just needed to email my mom and (laughs) say thank you again or just like reframe something from yeah the past and express my gratitude because she was super patient with me and uh, it's a hard job yeah I see that now it is a hard job so true And if we sound stressed, we should point out it's 153 degrees in here and we're like dripping sweat. So if we sound like we're stressed, that would be why. (laughs) Do you love the taste and the benefits of bone broth, but don't love how time consuming it is to make? With the time you spend sourcing the best ingredients and then simmering it for hours on end on the stove, Kettle and Fire solves that problem with their bone broth. So they use only bones from 100% grass-fed pasture-raised cattle that are never given hormones and antibiotics. It's also unique because they focus on bones that are especially high in collagen, which is one of the healthiest things you can put in your body. Another great thing about them is they use really eco-friendly minimal packaging and their bone broth is non-perishable. So unlike many bone broths on the market, it ships without the need for refrigeration, which is also much more eco-friendly. It is available in many stores, so definitely check your local area. But if it's not, like it isn't for me, you can order it online and have it shipped to your door, which is what I do. So to check it out and to find out more about why their bone broth is so wonderful, go to kettleandfire.com forward slash wellnessmama. If you're like me and you live in an area where it's sometimes hard to find any kind of specialty ingredients, especially if you're talking about organic ingredients, gluten-free foods, or allergy-friendly foods, I highly recommend that you check out Thrive Market. So Thrive is like a combination of Costco, Amazon, and Whole Foods. And here's why I say that. So like Costco, they have a yearly membership fee, and this lets you access all of their special pricing and deals. Like Amazon, they're online, and they also have very fast shipping, and it's usually free with most orders. And then, like Whole Foods, they carry high-quality foods, and specialty ingredients, and especially focus on GMO-free and organic foods. So it's really been helpful to me, and I know that you're going to love it too. Um, You can also get a free jar of coconut oil with your first order. So check them out. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash wellnessmama. 
Um, so we should let's transition and talk about saunas then, because maybe people are wondering why the heck are we sitting in a 153-degree box right now? <sighs> yeah. Okay, why are we sitting in here? Well, you know, I've always joked with you that I should start a second blog called Things Katie Made Me Do, because <laughs> um, you have talked me into some crazy things. Not just this podcast, but like cryotherapy. And so, but yeah, I actually remember I got my first sauna after reading your podcast. It was a little portable sauna. Um, on the benefits of, of heat therapy and ended up loving it so much that, but I was kind of hunched over yeah. in the sauna and like a little claustrophobic, a little, and yeah. not only that, but like it was in my living room. So I was like, it was, it was awkward. Let's just say it was awkward. Um, when people stopped by. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we ended up investing in one and it has been my, my, it's it's up there with my top two. It's like with you have, when you have kids and you you can't pick a favorite child. So like I have two favorite purchases I've ever made of all time for my personal <laughs> well being. That's my bed and my sauna, and it's it's so amazing for everything from stress reduction to um, well, I mean, there's the scientific side where we're talking about like the production of heat shock proteins, and and we know that like people who live past a hundred have like a higher they have a a genetic um, change like a genetic mutation that allows them to produce more heat shock proteins. And, and we know that, um, even in worms, what are those worms? The C elegans yeah, the, worms. I don't know how to pronounce it. That's I don't know the problem being a blogger is all these words that you read and then you have to say them out loud and you're like, uh, Oh my gosh. You know how many times my husband has stopped me in the middle of a um, cooking video to be like, I don't think you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to cook and not burn this. Anyway, um, but yeah, like they found that they exposed the, those little worms and they extended their lifespan by like 30% by elevating their levels of heat shock proteins. So um, for me, it's not just about longevity. It's about biological age. It's about being the best mm-hmm. version of myself at every stage of my life because I am very much a um, type A grab life by the horns kind of person and, and I need to be in top form to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I've always thought it's interesting um, because I used to love, I still love the heat, but I've gotten also more cold tolerant in my old age, but just the researching of how, if you think about it logically until even just pretty recently. And in some countries, even, I mean, in countries and even States, even now, like you don't have a stable temperature all year. Like this is actually a pretty odd thing that we have the ability to be temperature stable all year long. And there's a lot of researchers who say that that's actually negative and it's having a harmful effect on our DNA over the long term because we're not being exposed to these things that we adapt to or that like cause our body to have certain physiological changes that are good for you. I know. I feel like it's so true in like so many different areas. Like um, we have achieved stability and now we're sort of learning that certain types of stability are maybe compatible with our biology. So like we're not necessarily supposed to be in the same temperate environment all year long. And then there's other stuff like we're used to all feast and no fast, like no famine um, kind of mentality where there's not seasons of lean times and then seasons of abundance with food and stuff, but that's historically not how we worked. And I just um, have been reading up a lot on how um, fasting on an occasion can Mm -hmm. activate certain metabolic um, things in the body to like trigger cleanup mode. Um, in the body and are you checking temperature? <laughs> yeah, I'm just making sure the recorder's not melting. Yeah, so we're melting. We don't want the recorder to. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it feels like in every season of life, like we um, 
our bodies are designed to go through periods of abundance and then periods of leanness. And that actually has like a, a function in the body where um, during those times of leanness, the, the body cleans up and, and begins to um, get rid of stuff like ex- excess, excess waste and junk. And, um, you know, same thing with heat, like it, mm-hmm. it triggers that same cleanup mode. But if we're always comfortable, like yeah. in our own lives, um, if we're, it, it's just like in personal growth, if you're always comfortable, you're not really growing or adapting. And if our bodies are always comfortable, they're not being triggered to do those things that ultimately draw us toward greater health. Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, at least the, the heat and the sauna is easier than the cold therapy. Like I can do the cryo tank for a couple minutes, but yeah. these people who take ice baths for an hour, I just am not there yet at all. Yeah. Like even remotely close to there. So like cold showers are still like a mental game for me. So yeah, I think I almost texted you the photo of me doing snow angels last year <laughs> in the snow. And, um, because I know, uh, your husband has kind of teased me about how my, my fear of the cold and stuff, but you're right. I mean, when it comes to cryotherapy, I can handle a couple minutes, but I, I much prefer the heat. Yeah. And I think at least my husband's the exact opposite. Like, if I get in the sauna with him, 10 minutes, he's good. He's still talking. Anything after that, and he's, like, just laying there, like, looking. And especially if, like, it's cool outside, just, like, longingly looking out the door, like, please, (laughs) cool air. Yeah. Mine's the same way. Yeah. So, okay. Did you have a question somebody had asked you related to sauna, since we're on the topic, about um, showering or something? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, I did get a question about um, whether or not I – how long I take (laughs) – that would be my dog running into the sauna. <laughs> um, how long I shower, uh, like wait to actually do like cleansing, not just rinsing. And the answer is, or after I sauna. Um, so this is kind of like vitamin D thinking in reverse. Like there are a lot of experts who think that when your skin is exposed to the sun, vitamin D is um, produced on the surface and that you should give it a period of time. Some people say two hours, some people say two days to absorb into the bloodstream so that you're not rinsing off the vitamin D that your body just made. Um, some people disagree with that and say the body makes the skin makes it under the surface. Um, but that's like a whole nother podcast. Um, but for me, I think, uh, there's definitely a ton of PubMed like accessible research that says that our bodies sweat out like um, heavy metals and uh, xenotoxins and all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, I, I wash with soap like immediately as soon as I get out, because the last thing I want is to take, make the effort to sweat all this stuff out and then to reabsorb it. So <laughs> right away, that's when I do it right away. What's your normal sauna routine like? Because you do, I think you are better about it doing it every day than I am. So, oh my gosh, I really, um, I don't know if this is kind of like, you know, I think for some people who have like a nutritional de- deficit they're, that they're working to replenish, sometimes they crave things until that that deficit is met. But I got my sauna a few months ago and I've literally been in it probably almost every day. Maybe I've skipped a few days just because our schedule didn't work out. But like for me, it's been an almost everyday thing because my body just, I feel amazing when I get out. Um, so I usually like, uh, do it toward the end of the day. It's a transition between, um, like late afternoon when my kids have done their, their activities, whether that's, it will, it'll be like bow, bow hunting or whatever it is we're doing. (laughs) I'm not sure. Um, and then transitioning toward dinner. I just, um, they usually play pretty well at that point, that point in the day. So I let them just, they're right outside the window or I sneak off while if my husband's home and just do a 30 to 40 minute session. And, um, yeah, it's great. How about you? 
Yeah, that would be my ideal. Although I don't think I've worked up as much to the temperature as you have. I think you're beating me there for sure. Um, but we try to sneak out. It's a little harder because especially if we're trying to do it together yeah. um, to get away from all the kids. But um, we're up to like 20 minutes roughly like most days or at least like four days a week, um, which I notice a difference from that. So I can only imagine doing it every day. Yeah. Like, that's got to be a great feeling. And I know they say that, like, really after 30 minutes, there's not, like, a measurable ben- benefit. For me, that just seems to be what feels right to me. Mm-hmm. And and this is definitely one of those things that you just listen to your body. There isn't, right. like, a rule or a, a schedule that any one person that's going to be, like, a one-size-fits-all Yeah, for everyone. But it is cool because, like, I think your post you talked about, like, you can literally burn, like, how many hundred calories just sitting? Yeah. So the research says, like, 600 in about 30 minutes, which is awesome. You can't do that running. And I would much rather sit here and die of heat than run. So. (laughs) And then there's this also, there's a great Harvard article that just basically says, I mean, this, that there's a a passive cardio aspect to it um, that really does benefit the cardiovascular system. Like, your, your heart is really pumping and you're you're getting um, a similar effect as what you do when you're doing, you know, real cardio. Right. Which along those lines, then we should probably say like, there are some things you want to do then while you're sauna in because you are sweating out more than you realize. So like, what do you do while you're in the sauna to not dehydrate and all that? Yeah. I um, usually bring in some kind of electrolyte rich drinks. So whether that's water with like a generous pinch of salt or um, our homemade electrolyte drink, I know you have a recipe on your blog and I do too. They're, They're pretty much, they're very similar. Um, and then sometimes I like to do just like fruit infused water Mm. with, uh, with another pinch of salt, but it just, it's a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, Dr. Rhonda, do you know her last name? Is it Rhonda Patrick? Yeah. Dr. Rhonda Patrick also says you can grind, you can put some kale in a smoothie, That kale is actually really electrolyte rich. Yeah. So you can wrap, you know, finish up with a couple leaves of kale in a a smoothie. I haven't tried that yet, but. Yeah. I like, um. You said fruit water to remind me. I like cucumber water, cucumber yes. lime water. I could just live on that, I think. Yeah. Especially in the sauna. It's funny, too, how, like, your priorities change. Like, once you – you could be, like, super busy from your day and thinking about all the stuff you need to do, and then, like, 10 minutes in the sauna, those start to fade away, and by, like, 30 minutes, you're like, oh, lemon water. That's yep. all I'm thinking about is lemon water. Like, <laughs> It is a complete reset in so many ways. You, like, <laughs> reprioritize everything. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so which sauna did you end up getting? Because yours is more recent, and I think yours is awesome. I saw it. It's really cool. Yeah, we ended up getting a, a health mate, and I guess for us it, it was kind of like a, a decision between just what what we wanted in terms of features and our budget, and it was the best fit for us. And um, I wrote a post on, you know, all the reasons that I chose them. They're really good. They actually, their parent company owns um, the cedar company that sources, I guess, a lot of the cedar for like the whole industry. So they get a really good price and they pass that on to um, their customers. But um, I wrote a post on why I chose them. And then there's also a discount. I got a discount on mine and I negotiated the same discount for for anyone that wants to you know, order there. And so you can check it out if you want to. Yeah. And we'll link to it. It's on your site. Yeah. Or they can probably Google like mommy potamus and sauna and it'll come up. Ooh, I'm starting to feel that pass- passive cardio. <laughs> yeah. We're both like, okay, words. Okay, you need water. Yeah. I've been like talking and not drinking. Oh my gosh, that's hot. Okay. My water bottle mm. is on fire. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. We actually have a whole lot of questions and the goal of this long term is going to be that we like answer questions from our blog that like maybe there's not enough to say to earn a whole blog post but that we really want to talk about so um in the future we're gonna like definitely intersperse these episodes and um as much as you want to be involved on interviews too um 
to talk about any questions readers either of our readers answer but i think we're also going to realize that we're going to hit a um we're going to hit like a 30 minute window with this because we're both pretty hot right now and i think we at least touched on some fun stuff yeah and we'll have all those links in the show notes but i'm feeling like we should probably wrap up before we both forget how to say words i'm I'm gonna have to agree with you on that yeah so thanks you guys for listening i'm so glad to get to introduce heather she's one of my favorite people in the world and i'm really gonna look forward to these episodes and i know you will too um so please tune in to the next episode of the healthy moms podcast bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Moms Podcast. To get the bonus from the episode, as well as a content library of free health resources, join the community at wellnessmama.com forward slash podcast.